Hello, West Rutland. You're now listening to Golden Gossip. Hey, this is Brendan Miles doing a podcast with the teachers. Right now, I have Miss Brewster, the school nurse, with me. Thank you for being with me. Hey, thanks. All right, so my first question is, why did you want to be a nurse? Um, I actually was going to be a music major. I, I um, performed in orchestra up in the Burlington area, and we had a good music program at my school, and all I wanted to do was be on stage and perform for the rest of my life until I saw that all my high school friends were broke and waiting tables and looking for jobs. And um, I was a foreign exchange student in France, and our group was taking a tour of the local hospital, and I got lost. So somebody helped me rejoin my group, but in the meantime, she had to deliver flowers to the labor and delivery unit where somebody had just given birth to a baby, and I got a chance to see a baby that was like maybe one minute old. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So that's actually what I've done for the first 15 years of my career is deliver babies. And then I came to this school, and at the time, some of my babies that I had been there when they were born were West Rutland school students. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. In fact, there's one kiddo who graduated, I think he was the class of 2014. Um, I can't tell you his name, but he used to walk in and say, hey, Mrs. Brewster, I need some Tylenol. It's me, your favorite fetus, because he knew that I almost had to deliver him because the doctor almost didn't make it in time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been a long, it's been a long journey, but it's been fun. I'm glad I'm a nurse and not a music major because I have a steady job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my second question is, what do you think of all the COVID stuff that's been happening, or how are you dealing with it? Well... The first part of your question is, what do I think of it? And I think that the virus is acting like a virus and it's science. And then all of us little people on earth are scrambling around trying to figure out how to deal with it. And if you look at how a virus works, it gives a lot of clarity to what's going on. And suddenly the scrambling that people are doing doesn't seem quite as confusing. And I have to take a breath and remind me myself of that because I'm one of the little people scurrying around trying to deal with it and I have to think like a virus sometimes instead of thinking like a scurrying human so science helps keep me grounded so but in terms of what do I think of COVID um, I think it disrupts a lot of people's lives I'm the person that has to make a lot of phone calls and call parents and tell them either their child Um, has been exposed to somebody or their child can't be in school or can't play a basketball game because of it and it just it just is breaking my heart seeing this virus start to interfere with people's lives and I want it over with just as much as everybody else but until then I am happy to be just a servant of public health and help everybody to get through it that's always my priority every day Sometimes I succeed at it, and other days I fail miserably. But I'm doing the best I can to keep people here safe and try to keep people's spirits up. Well, we all appreciate it. My next question is, I know you're very busy. We already had like three or four kids come in when I was waiting for you. Oh, yeah, and that's like nothing, yeah. (laughs) But when you don't have any kids coming in needing help, what are you usually up to? Um, 
I am actually, I have a master's degree in education and I'm on the teacher's contract. So that means that I'm responsible for doing all the things teachers do too. Even though I'm not a classroom teacher and I don't grade kids, I still have to do things like submit yearly goals and have them reviewed by administration and do mid-year goals. Um, I have things that the state of Vermont asks me to do, things like making sure that our required immunizations for our kids, not COVID immunizations, but the old ones that have been around forever, chicken pox, measles, tetanus, um, that those are all upheld. Um, I also have to make sure that I do a vision screen and a hearing screen on the grades that are required of me um, in this building every single year. So like I tested half the school on September 9th this year because I knew COVID was gonna get so crazy. So we had a team come in and do all the vision testing. So there's just an awful lot of paperwork and state requirements that I'm required to do. Um, I'm in touch with pediatricians offices a lot. Um, I'm in, I work with the athletic trainers and the coaches a lot because anybody that's got a sports injury, I'm like the eyes and ears and helping them get through the day, get upstairs, deal with pain, and then transition them to their sports in the afternoon where they're worked with so that they can heal and return to play. So that could be a head injury, it could be a twisted knee, it could be after somebody has ACL surgery. So there's an awful lot that goes on besides just giving somebody a Band-Aid. <laughs> and because of COVID, I'm involved in a lot of administration meetings because we're changing policies all the time on how we do things and how, who do we send home and who do we keep and who do we test and wait, we're not testing anymore. Oh, yes, we are going to test again. So let's bring that back to the table. And those are all meetings that take time and they start at the state level and then they trickle down to the superintendent and then down onto us. So it's a lot. Like, I am never done with my work until the very last day of June when I shut my door for the summer. <laughs> it never ends. Uh, sounds hard. What is the hardest part of being a nurse? Hands down, the hardest part about being a nurse is that I am the only person who's a nurse in this building. So educators and teachers, this is a building of learning. This is not a place where people either come when they're sick or come to stay to get well. These are, it's, I deal with a healthy population. The adults are expected to be healthy. The kids are expected to be healthy. And so that is always the first priority is kids have to be in class. Teachers have to be well enough to be here teaching. And sometimes that gets really lonely because when I look at something and say, okay, I need you back here in four hours to take a look at you because I know that the medicine's going to run out, I'll have a teacher saying, well, this student can't come because they're in the middle of MAPS testing at that time. Can you pick another time? So medicine and education don't always mix. And I'm all by myself trying to make sure the kids are okay and the teachers are okay. But medicine doesn't have a schedule that coexists with yeah. teaching. And it, it's really not as bad as it sounds, but there have been a lot of times. Did you hear that? Recess to the nurse. Uh, Hang on just a second. Go ahead. It's the nurse. Can I send someone in? Can it wait maybe five minutes? I'm sorry, come again? It can wait five minutes. But five minutes is perfect, thank you. Thank you. Always busy. Yeah, that's right, it's job security. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you for letting me ask you some questions. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate all that you've done over the past two years with the whole pandemic thing going oh, on. Yep, it's it's definitely aged us all <laughs> if we're alive at the end of it then we've survived so yeah i wish you guys the best too thank you so much okay thanks brendan
Hey guys, welcome to Gus's and Michael's final podcast. Today we have Jaden Jurassic. Thanks for being here, Jaden. Okay, so how was your 2021? Well, Gus, um, my 2021 experience has been kind of a roller coaster. Uh, I'll, get, I'll give you a breakdown. At the beginning of the year, I wasn't a West Rutland student. I was actually um, in Massachusetts at the time. Uh, I was a junior in Aguam High School. And, you know, the year was pretty good. Uh, COVID really messed everything up. I was supposed to go to prom. Um, I ended up not going because it got canceled. Um, a lot of things that were happening at the time was just absolutely out of my control. And, you know, that's, that's just how it goes. Um, uh, what made you want to move back to West Rutland? What made me want to yeah. move back to West Rutland was uh, a plethora of reasons. Firstly, I love West Rutland. Come on. Um, even though it's a small town, uh, I grew up here. Uh, I love everybody here, including you guys. And uh, no, 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 I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, another reason why I moved back was uh, my mother, who was I was living at the time, um, her boyfriend uh, got, a st- uh, got a job promotion, and he actually had a promotion that required him to move down to Georgia. Now, they wanted to take me and my sister to Georgia, I I was kind of reluctant to go because it's a very big cultural change and I had the option of going back with my father to West Rutland and I'm like, hey, come on, I get to see all my friends again? I mean, friends I haven't really talked to in years, but they still accept me, come on. Um, so I'm back, I'm playing basketball, I'm playing soccer, uh, I, I love it here, and uh, yeah, 2021 has been a pretty, pretty amazing year for me, honestly. How has COVID affected your 2021? Uh, COVID has affected 2021 in a lot of ways um unexpectedly i couldn't uh, as i said i couldn't go to prom um there's a lot of parties that i was not able to go to um, a lot of concerts that were canceled um covid kind of affect every everyday life but you know as it is it's kind of normal now um after 2022 i feel like masks aren't gonna be really a problem anymore um, everyone's going to be wearing them like it's just an every other day thing. So, Okay, Jaden, what was your highlight of 2021? Uh, the highlight of 2021? I say the top spot highlight 2021 was when I had the privilege to sing the national anthem at the Proctor versus West Rutland homecoming game. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. You know, the kids, everyone was there. The whole school was there. And, uh, you know, it was just a great day. The whole day was just amazing. Even though we lost, you know, it was still fun. Thanks for listening to Gus's and Michael's Ultimate Last Podcast. This is Gina's. And Kaylee's podcast, where we talk to the West Rutland school nurse, Miss Brewster, about what her favorite season is. Do you like winter? I love winter. Uh, what's your favorite part about winter? Um, at my age right now, my favorite part about winter is just being inside when everything is cozy, having something warm to drink, wrapping up with a blanket, watching the pretty sunsets or watching the snowfall. Um, I had different feelings about winter when I was younger that I don't do anymore, but it was always like my favorite season in sports because I was a skier back in the day. I used to have sled dogs. 
So that was the time that we practiced for all year long and got all our equipment for and did all our fall training for was to run the sled dogs for a little while. So winter's always just been a super, super fun time. I really don't like winter. I like summer more because I get to do a lot more than I do now. Well, it's true. We're locked in the house more, yeah. especially when it's like 20 below, like it's going to be on Wednesday. <laughs> it's too cold. I know. It's it's true. It's kind but, of... but I do really love, I honestly love all the seasons. I love it that we're never stuck in one season, that if we don't like what we're in, just stick around and in three months it's going to be different. <clears throat> you know, but I do enjoy winter a lot. I get excited for it to come, all the Christmas stuff and Thanksgiving and holiday celebrations and Valentine's Day. and I love all of it. February break, I love all of it. <laughs> yeah. I normally uh, only like winter because of Christmas and that's it. I know. Um, do you, <laughs> you already answered this question. Oh, I did? Winter right. or summer and why? Um, well, I am really warm-blooded, so I get really hot and overheated easily. I'm definitely more comfortable in the winter because mm -hmm. it's easier to put on layers and be cozy. Um, it's harder in the summertime. You really have to be either out of the sun or around water to be comfortable. And you aren't always, you know, like when I work in my yard or when I'm mowing the lawn. You know, i got to take breaks or look for shade or drink a lot of water and all that. So, you know, water's the only thing that makes me comfortable. And AC. Yeah. It's a little hard for me to be outside. But, you know, I do. And I, and I do love that, too. You know, because mm -hmm. I love the birds. Where I live, there's lots of animals and wildlife. So I, I would listen to the birds and every single morning when I have coffee outside. I can't do that in the winter, you know. So there's always pluses and minuses to every season, and I do love summer, too. Yeah. The, the only part I like summer is because um, I travel a lot more. Like, in the wintertime, we don't really travel a lot. Oh, where do you travel to? We travel to, like, Hampton oh, or, yeah. like, New York or something. Mm -hmm. but, like, to, like, the Great Escape or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. yeah, we were we were planning either going to Hampton or uh, somewhere that's not going to cost a lot this year because, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. right. Um, Hampton is really great. I mean, I've never been there except when it's super crowded. Like, is there ever a time of year when it's not crowded at Hampton? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, we only go for, like, the 4th of July, and that's mm -hmm. a... The, yeah, there's a vibe down there. That's I've never been there for the 4th of July, but I've been there other times. Yeah. I can only imagine how much fun the 4th of July would be there. It, it's kind of fun. Like, sometimes they have fireworks, but sometimes they don't because of the birds. Oh, no That, kidding. like, nest I, where yeah. they do it. I never thought about that. I just figured they could be, like, Lake Champlain and bring a boat out, you know, a couple hundred feet offshore and shoot them off. From there, but of course there's birds there too. It's all the ocean birds, seagulls yeah. and stuff. They do it on like the sand. Mm -hmm. They don't. I mean, they don't go out in the water. There's, uh, I think last year there was, um, there was a boat and people on the sand. So like the grand finale would be like the boat, mm -hmm. and then all the other ones would be like on the sand. Mm -hmm. But then there's some people who do like the whistler, kind of firework, not fireworks, mm -hmm. but you can just do them and they get in trouble for that. Like fire hazard? Yeah, and also it could hit somebody because you yeah, don't know where it's going to go. Right, it's crowded, right? It almost hit somebody last, uh, oh last my year. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, what's your least part of winter? 
least part? Yeah. Least favorite part, you mean? Yes. Um, below zero when the wind blows. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the <laughs> when negatives. When you feel that wind and the windshield is below zero. Yeah. And you just feel like it's burning your face and you just can't handle it for very long. Like even if you're out there for like a couple seconds, right. it's like, I want to go back inside. <laughs> yep. And um, I grew up in a family that they were very conservative about conserving heat and energy and yeah. water and things like that. But not me. When it is cold out, I run out and I warm up my truck. Yeah. I don't want to be scraping forever, and I don't want to be freezing, and I don't have to. And if I'm paying for my own gas, I'm going to let it warm up. <laughs> yeah, they normally make me go outside for for some reason, and I don't know why, but they always make me go out and, like, start the car or the truck. Oh, my gosh. And this Poor thing. Yep. And you can be like me and be really old and doing it all yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know what's funny when it's really, really cold? I figured this out when I was probably in middle school. When it hits right around zero, I can tell because when I go like this with my nose and yeah. inhale really fast, my nose sticks together like just a little, like it grips a little. Like it, uh, that's what I do. When I wear my, when I come into school, I wear my mask like right here so I can at least breathe when I'm outside. Mm-hmm. And um, it did that to me this morning. Yeah. It wasn't even like, I don't think it was like that. Oh, yeah. Cold. I can tell when it's really cold because I have two, um, I have three dogs, but two of them are hound dogs, and if they're out in the cold for more than like two or three minutes when it's like this, they start picking up their paws, and yeah. you can tell that they're getting like very, very cold and maybe a little bit of burning feeling on their yeah. feet. Not like frostbite or ice burn or anything yeah. like that, but they're changing and they just want to get in the house. Yeah, that's what mine did. I think when I was like negative 11, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they went to go outside. My little dachshund did that this morning. He was doing the ice dance. Mm-hmm. We had to get him inside. Yeah. We weren't out very long either. I don't think it was more than 60 seconds, and he just needed to get back in again. Yeah. Yep. That's this week's episode of our podcast. And don't forget to join us next month for another episode. Thank you for listening. Hi there, I'm Cadence, and I'm here with Hannah, Angelo, Mallory, and Ariana, and today we're talking about animal rights and vegan activists. You know, like, vegans and stuff, like, they don't eat meat. (laughs) That is the definition of vegan. Actually, we'll start off today's podcast with the definition of veganism. Veganism is defined as a way of living that attempts to exclude all forms of animal exploitation and cruelty, whether for food, clothing, and and or any other purpose. Okay, so basically so, you can't wear anything that's animal products. You can't But they're eat. saying that it's cruelty to use that stuff. Yeah, they they're, are saying it's cruel. Yeah. Do that is, I don't cruel. agree with. Don't I don't agree with it. I think the you sh- if you choose to do that, then that's fine. But I hate how they're always saying, like, if you're not a vegan then like you're the bad person yeah Mm -hmm. which it's like not and i i mean i used to work on a dairy farm and that is not at all like they have such a bad idea of how farmers treat animals and all that so i don't agree with anything that any of their agenda Mm -hmm. i i i kind of understand like the not wanting like fur coats and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. if it's like you personally like i don't know like you got this for yourself Mm -hmm then I guess I understand if you want to make it into something, but, like, buying, like, stuff like that is, I don't know. Yeah. I agree with that part, but, like, mm-hmm. the farm animals and, like, 
stuff like that. I just I, I could never like not eat meat. Yeah, that's a big. Well, <laughs> well it's also like it. It isn't good for your body to not have the have any dairy, have any protein. Well, there's, yeah, there's nothing. All you eat is freaking vegetables, and the only source of protein is chickpeas. Like mm-hmm. really, like is this? Oh, I mean, it's not wow. good for that you. Is, there are like the That's protein so... substitutes, but they, they like, don't. But they're not, not good. Like, mm-hmm. also, if you have a protein shake that has like nothing, like dairy or anything in it, they're literally full of sugar. Like, mm-hmm. it's just sugar yeah. and protein, yeah. and it's fake pro. I mean, it's real protein, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not good it's for not you. It's like the good proteins, like how avocados have like fat in them, but it's like the good fat. Yeah, like good mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, exactly. Just, I don't think they know what they're talking about, and I think they're really undereducated, and I think that what they're trying to do is, like, good. Like, if you think about it from their uneducated perspective, like, Mm -hmm. that they, like, want to be helping animals. Like, yeah, everybody, nobody wants animals abused, but, like, I don't think they really know. Like, for example, there was a, there's a farm, and, I forget where it was, but it was, like, this viral video about these dairy farmers abusing their calves. And, like, nobody agrees with that, but that made, like, probably a ton of people yeah, go vegan. That, that's, like, the but, exception. And yeah. news shows the exception, not mm-hmm. the Not the normal. reality. Yeah. yeah. Not, like, how yeah. most yeah. of them are. They mm-hmm. show, like, the once in, like, a, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we I've worked on... Like, I used to be in 4-H dairy, and I've worked on goat farms and cow farms, and, like, the effort that these farmers put into raising their cattle and their animals, like, they have fresh bedding every day, their floors are scraped out every day, you know, they get all the nutrition that they need, like, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. And you see some of these videos of, like, people hitting cows or something, and, like, it's one thing to, like, beat a cow. I don't agree with that. But, like, think about it. If there was, like, a toddler hitting you with a stick, you'd be like, um, that's, like, rude. Like, I don't like that. But it wouldn't hurt you. Like, cows weigh 1,500 pounds, okay? Like, if I, like, hit a cow, it's not going to, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to hurt it. It's not going to start crying, okay? Mm-hmm. If anything, that cow could kill me in two seconds. Exactly. So, and like, if it's putting your life at risk, you can't just let it do that to yeah you. exactly like when my horse like rears or bucks you can't just let him do that cause yeah it can kill you yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta, you gotta you react to, yeah <laughs> yeah no and that doesn't I'm mean it's animal there. cruelty i'm just yeah. gonna stand I'm there gonna stand there and get crushed i'm gonna let this cow <laughs> this horse this whatever just like absolutely destroy every bone in my body and, and pro animal like you don't well, also punch an animal or hit him with a bat yeah, yeah. or something no well, and you know how many like it's God, there is a level <laughs> yeah well, and their way of defense is pinning is a lot of what horses and cows do is they put their body up to like to you against like a wall or oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. have to like hurt them because they like will crush you like yeah. literally crush you like it's it's scary and you mm-hmm. can't move like People don't get that, and they see the videos of people getting pinned and starting to beat the crap out of their animal, and it's like, okay, but, like, this cow, that doesn't hurt the cow. It's just, like, oh, she wants me to move. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? I don't think – I'm not saying there's no animal abuse. There certainly is, Mm -hmm. but it's the same way that we we use tasers on the cows to get them to stand up Mm -hmm. because if they – 
for example, like, they give birth or whatever, like, they need to stand up. Like, they have to so the baby can, like, suck on the teat. And Mm -hmm. if they don't stand up, they can actually die. So sometimes we have to, like, shock them with a taser. If you put that taser up to, like, any normal person, that would drop them on the ground. But to a cow, it's just, like, a little pinch. Like, oh, that hurt, and they stand up. To, like, wake them up and stuff. Yeah, you have to see the difference between humans and Yes, exactly, yeah. Like, it's just, it doesn't make... Especially between humans and livestock. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, it's time to... Westerland, it's Hannah and Mallory, uh, and we're coming to you to talk about some local Westerland news. Come support our music program and all the hard work our musicians put in at the Coffee House, February 9th at the Town Hall. Masks are required, and there is a suggested donation of three to five dollars. Also, remember to check out the boys and girls basketball teams and cheer them on. For Valentine's Day, the senior class will be selling carnations. Make sure to buy one for your special Valentine. And also remember that February break is happening on the 21st. 